This is a triptych, and it's related to the miracles of Christ. The central panel is the famous biblical story of the miracle of the loaves and fishes. What were they going to do? People had come from all around, they were hungry, and Christ worked the miracle of multiplying the food that was available to give out to the crowd. The work on the left, of course, is another of the miracles of Christ, the marriage feast of Cana, where there wasn't enough wine, and Christ miraculously changed water into wine. We sort of like that one in particular. And then on the right, we have here, of course, the miracle of the raising of Lazarus. And of course, this is seen by theologians as a kind of prelude to the, to the resurrection of Christ himself. These wings are mobile, they're on hinges, and they fold over. The artist would then paint another picture on the back of this wing so that when it was closed, it was in the front. And there are two beautiful images on this triptych, one of the flight of the Holy Family into Egypt, and on the other side, we have the image of St. Peter. And we know it's St. Peter because he's holding his keys. Peter regarded, of course, as the first pope. If you're interested in details of late medieval life in Northern Europe, come to a triptych like this. You can see exactly how an elegant, well-to-do lady would be dressed. You can see how slightly poorer people are dressed. You can see how clerics are dressed. You can look at the animals, the lap dog that an aristocratic lady would have, the, the hound dog, a man who went hunting would have, the monkey, the idea of having exotic things imported from Africa and the Middle East, which was very much a part of medieval life. There's an invented medieval city behind, and Flanders is absolutely flat, they dreamt of mountains. <laughs> and I really see this as a kind of, it's almost like the, 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 the heavenly Jerusalem as well. The idea of the celestial city where you will go after death. So on the one hand, it's an artist's fantasy representation of a magnificent medieval city with all the things you'd want to see. It's moated, it's protected, it has a fabulous gate, there are churches, there are handsome houses, but also that idea that this represents heaven and hovering above heaven is God the Father. Do you feel that there's more than one hand here? What, what do you think? I think it's hard to say. Um, I think there's a kind of uniform style. Yeah. Especially in the way the faces are quite stylized. Mm -hmm. Yep. There's a big debate about it, by the way. There, there probably are many, many artists who are making an input into the production of this altarpiece. But usually the master himself would be the person who painted the faces, for example, always regarded as the most difficult task. The central panel and the one on the right certainly reflect the style of one of the great masters of the period, Roger van der Weyden. We see his style here, and we see his style here. But there is something different on the left-hand panel. It is a slightly less sophisticated approach to painting human faces and forms. One theory that's been put to me by a very distinguished art historian is that whoever painted this was actually a Dutch artist associated with the great Hieronymus Bosch. There is a certain sort of Dutch quality to this panel as opposed to a, a slightly more suave and sophisticated sort of southern Netherlandish influence in this. But it makes the point that the modern concept of the artist as genius did not apply in the Middle Ages. We're talking about artisans, tradesmen, who were good at painting figures, who had lots of people helping them out in their studio, and what you got at the end of it was a very, very sophisticated product like this. The quality of the painting is exceptionally high.